Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. All right, everybody, welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Gabby Gervasi on with us. Gabby, you are uh, not only a free diver, but an ocean advocate. Um, and yeah, I don't know anything about you. So this is really fun to have you on right now. Where are you from? <laughs> Tell us what you do. Well, I'm from Montreal, from Canada. I just moved to Florida um, in November. And yeah, Montreal was a little too dry for me because I always like diving, scuba diving. I got into spear fishing two years ago in the Bahamas. and like Florida's the best place to do so. You're from Canada? What yeah. the heck? How have I never heard of you before? This is insane. This is so sick. I'm so stoked that we're doing this podcast right now. <laughs> that is sick. Canada's so sick. There's Thanks. really good waves there in Tofino. Yeah. And even like in Maritimes, Newfoundland has some good fishing too. So you get good lobsters. I have to get in the water there, but it's a little cold. Where um <clears throat> did you dive a lot in Canada? No. My parents, I was really lucky that they were always taking us to the islands when I was yeah. growing up. So I learned how to dive um, in like Cayman Islands, Barbados, oh, Jamaica. You got it good. So. <laughs> you got it good. That's yeah. sick. My dad likes the warm water. Yeah, the warm water is <laughs> way better. Okay, so you're from Canada. You moved to Florida. Um, what brought you to Florida? Um, well, basically work. Like apart from like diving and ocean stuff, I also work in marketing for a company that makes portable pumps for forest firefighters. So a lot of people in California actually use their products. No way. Um, but so I was transferred to our U.S. office in November, uh -huh. but also like vacationing in Florida every year. They had a place here. So during uh, basically the pandemic, I was able to work remote. So last year, I was like, well, can I work remote from Florida <laughs> instead of just being in my apartment in Montreal? And that's how it all started. <laughs> that's so epic. So you just moved to Florida and you're, had, had you been to Florida before that though? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah like six, I was six months. Oh old. really? You were going over there a lot. <laughs> yeah. My parents, like my dad always traveled a lot for work. Sick. So sometimes we'd go to Disney. Sometimes we'd, they'd have like a vacation house and we'd go spend a few weeks at yeah. the beach. And I was able to like spend all my summers basically as much as I could by the beach, by the ocean, snorkeling, diving. And that's how I really got into like caring for ocean. That's sick. Yeah. So that leads into our next topic. You're really, really into conservation and sustainability for the ocean, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, well, obviously I'm not a scientist. It's just like out of a passion and curiosity for the subject. Like during also lockdown, I was able to do a course in oceanography to learn more about our connection to the oceans and the impacts of climate change. And just like also like seeing plastic when I go diving, yeah. even in pristine places like the Bahamas, you notice like trash floating in the water. And that just made me want to do something about How it. How did you get so involved into this passion? From diving, yeah, from talking to yeah. people that care about it. I have friends who are more into like um, sustainable fishing and um, different topics. So I guess like naturally I gravitated towards that also. Um, but just like spending so much time on boats with people that spend time on the ocean as well. Yeah. Um, I feel like these are great opportunities to talk to people about it and like discuss. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think it's really important too 
because the world's only growing. People, the population's only getting bigger and bigger, and um, everybody's attracted to the ocean and the beach, right? So, um, mm-hmm. for me specifically, like every single time I'm on the beach, if I see a piece of trash, I want to grab that plus another ten, you know. Or if I'm on a trip somewhere in mm-hmm. like Indonesia, there's there's so much plastic and pollution in the beaches that it's it's actually really sad, and you see it on the sand and in the water and stuff, and you just I stuff my wetsuits with this stuff and it is a, it's a really yeah. important topic to bring up um, because that stuff is killing the reefs and the, the fish and the sea turtles and everything. And if we want this uh, amazing ocean to keep surviving and <clears throat> really being as amazing as it is, we gotta, we gotta get back to it. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, make sure we protect it. What- exactly. What kind of challenges uh, do you do you face usually when you're preserving and protecting the ocean? I feel like sometimes it's getting people to care about yeah. it because sometimes a lot of people it's like they're not concerned because they don't see it, they don't feel called by it or anything. So even if you don't live close to the ocean, even if you've never seen it, what you do at home still has an impact. So I feel Absolutely. like when people understand that. And also it's because a lot of people don't want to listen to it because so many of these foundation or speeches are all doom and gloom and trying to guilt yeah. people into changing their habits. So I like to focus on the positive side and saying too, like, you don't even have to do it perfectly. It's all about just doing some little things, little yeah. actions that can make a difference. I, I think it's so cool too, because, you know, we, we have these, these cups, right? These mugs, water bottles or whatever. Um, that are metal water bottles. And I never thought of it before. <laughs> like, oh, you know, I just kind of carry a, a water bottle around now instead of buying bottled water from the store. But I actually carry a bottle, a actual bottle around. And I'm like, just by that little step right there, I've, me personally, I've probably not used plastic water bottles in like, I don't know, five or six mm-hmm. years. And I'm like, what the heck? That's crazy. That's but, amazing. But it's just like, it's just normal. Like I didn't think anything of it until recently that I'm like, whoa, I really haven't been going through plastic. Like this is weird, but that really helps out just the little things, right? Because of those little caps that come off the top, people throw them out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Oh, I see so many so on many. the beach, all those caps all the time. Hand yeah. Filled. And a lot of people, um, like you said, maybe they don't live next to the ocean, but it does create an effect. You know, we have rivers that all these rivers go mm-hmm. into either a lake or to the ocean. They eventually feed into the ocean. So if we put a cap in a river in Utah and that river flows all the way across the world, the United States into the ocean, that cap's going to mm-hmm. eventually get there. Right. So um, it's kind of just one yeah. of those things to think about. Um, Even birds last week, I was walking on the beach and I saw birds picking out plastic bags and I was like, no, no, <laughs> The birds, the birds are getting smarter. They're picking them up and then just throwing them in the recycle bin now. <laughs> yeah. What is uh, what's the best way to to really restore the ocean's health and um, preserve and protect the ecosystem right now? I mean, there's so many ways. I, of course, like the biggest thing is like regulations yeah. or like trying to um, support regulations that try to limit plastic or that promote like food labeling so yeah. you know where it comes from um but also like just if if you can't go to the beach to clean up it's also like maybe signing petitions donating your time 
or um, volunteering to, with some organizations that do some of these things, but also spreading uh, the, wor the word like on Instagram, try to use your voice, no matter how small uh, your account, even sometimes just teaching about your family about new things yeah. or your friends, they would never know. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think that is really important to <clears throat> share your opinion, right? Um, a lot of people are afraid to share mm -hmm. their opinion, no matter what your opinion is. Um, we should all be able to agree to disagree, right? If you like, if you like exactly. to do something and I don't like it, then I should still be able to listen to your opinion and that's it. Right. And maybe you mm -hmm. change my mind about it. So, um, it's important to speak up and be accepting to every single person out there. What are a few things that you do every day that you make sure that you're contributing to protecting the environment or, um, cleaning up the ocean or whatever? Well, I also carry all the time my reusable <laughs> uh, bottle, yeah. glass, uh, wherever I go. And even sometimes, like I was just traveling recently and in Costa Rica, I thought it so cool that even the, the throwaway water bottles, they were made of metal, like aluminum. So at least you put after. So it wasn't even plastic if you really had to buy yeah. water. Um, I'd say if not, avoiding... Um, the plastic bags at the grocery store, like bring bring my reusable bags, uh, not wrapping every fruit or veggie in a single bag as well. Um, choosing the product already in plastic containers, even like pick out stuff. Like these are there's so many plastic in these yeah. things. And in general, it's also trying to yeah. cleaner products. Like even in general, like using cleaner beauty products. Yeah. Um, products that don't have as many chemicals, even for cleaning, because you all drain it after in the water. Um, so it's not just about plastic, but like all kinds of different things. And even just like buying less in general, or like harvesting your own food, choosing food that is in season, all these type of things. How is it over there in Florida right now with littering and <clears throat> plastic on the beach and everything? Is it pretty, pretty bad or has it gotten better, would you say? I feel like it's better. It just depends on the days, like days where the waves are really rough and they're bringing a lot of seaweed. You can see a lot more yeah. plastic and like bigger stuff too, like pink containers and uh, like balloons, plastic bags, or like it depends on the time of the year. Because I remember at New Year's, I could see a lot more like balloons, plastic cups, trash that was left on the beach versus now it's a little better, but you still see some every day. Yeah. Do you attend like beach cleanups and stuff like that? I've never attended like an organized event, uh -huh. but I do have my mesh bag and gloves and clean up by myself or with my sister, or with my parents. Like every day we go for a walk on the beach and we just bring our bag and see what we, we pick up what we see. It's super amazing because <clears throat> on the West Coast over here, um, I actually have a buddy, Yehuda. Shout out to Yehuda. He, he is very proactive on conservation of the ocean and beach cleanups and stuff like that. And I see him on Instagram from San, Santa Barbara area all the way down into Mexico. And he goes and does beach cleanups with all sorts of people. And it's so rad um, to see that. And I'm mm -hmm. so stoked on it. And he's so a part of that. And I, I, need to, I need to get involved in that a lot more. It's so cool. Yeah. And there are so many companies now that buy this uh, recycled plastic to make like uh, all kinds of products like the fortune and bracelets or like I have friends that make uh, sustainable bikinis uh, with recycled plastic so at least more and more people are trying to reuse and recycle these materials absolutely so marine littering 
it's it's a huge issue obviously and we we do have groups that are cleaning it up um which is super amazing but what are what are some organizations or ways that other people can go and clean up the beaches or be a part of this do you know anything around that area like i said you know Yehuda over here has his little thing that he does, which is super rad. But is there anything over there on the East Coast? I know Port Ocean always organizes cleanups and you can also organize your own cleanups. Um, I think especially during World Oceans Day in June, uh, you can register events to raise awareness and you can invite people to join you. And I feel like anyone could just do that anytime. And um, that would be like you can just do it anyway. Yeah. So with your effort on cutting down plastic in the uh, using plastic, um, obviously you have your water bottle and stuff, but is there anything else that you do to really try to preserve using plastic or not use plastic? I mean, it's like supporting the organizations that can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, Like apart from doing what I can on my own, like just partnering also with companies that try to make a difference that are aligned with my values and um, I would say also like choosing products because you still need to buy yeah. things in general, but like choosing more sustainable, like sports clothes or companies like that make sustainable swimwear that give back to certain foundations when you purchase yeah. from them. Um, so I feel like you, you can have an impact by choosing what you invest. Um, I read recently that the most sustainable option is always the one that that you already have yeah but if you do buy new buy better yeah so you were you were talking about um sustainable fishing or spear fishing and stuff like that talk to me more about that because i <laughs> i've never heard of that before and it's it interests me a lot to hear about that i mean like sustainable fishing is mostly like not shooting every fish that Absolutely. you see yeah. in the ocean yeah. <laughs> and um it's like you choose what you want to catch, like by species, by size, behavior, time of year. And obviously, like I said, I'm just new to spearfishing. Started two years mm-hmm. ago, but I'm surrounded by people that are better than me. So I get to learn so yeah. much about it. Um, even my boyfriend, he's a spearfishing guy. And he has a background in marine biology. Oh, wow. So I learned a lot about everything fishy from here. And I get to go on spearfishing expeditions and um, travel to Mexico and Costa Rica, fish in Florida as well. So I get to learn about like different places, what type of fish is better and where, when, like the, the, there's a season for everything. And then what I really like about it is that it's like returning to our roots. It's like we're connected to our food source yeah. and um, we can make a whole meal ourselves and eat super fresh. Yeah, it, it's funny actually because I don't know if you know who Ryder DeVoe is. He's one of our Salt Lake team members as well. He's a super good diver. Um, we just did a dive trip out to the Channel Islands, <clears throat> and there were so many fish everywhere. Like, it was crazy. And, like, a part of me is like, oh, I want to shoot them all, right? Because we want to get fish. <laughs> but realistically, what do I need, right? I just wanted I wanted exactly. one good fish, and that's all I wanted. So we ended up both shooting some sheep's head. Um, I got one, and he got one, and they were – they were such good size that we just go, we really don't need to shoot anything else. There was no point of shooting anything else. Um, and that was it. And <laughs> I think that if you can grow into that mindset and tell yourself that you don't need to shoot every single fish in the ocean, 
it's fantastic. And it's the same thing at, uh, when I go shoot pelagic fish, right? Uh, tuna or <laughs> yellowtail or whatever, Dorado. And if you get one good fish and you know that fish is going to feed you for however long, perfect. You're done. You don't, I mean, it's. Yeah, you, tuna lasts like almost oh, a year. Oh, it's insane, right? And you can, you can go shoot one and then you can always go back in the water and just look at them. You know, just just get in the water. I just remember this year I was spearfishing and I got in with a school of bluefin tuna and it was unreal. It was so pretty, amazing. Hundreds and hundreds of fish going by me. And I looked and I had my gun ready and I just I just like sat there. I didn't even shoot it fish. I was just like, this is so cool. Like yeah. we already had a fish on the boat. We got like a 250 pound bluefin. And I was like, it's gonna feed us. So it doesn't really matter, you know, like <laughs> who cares that I didn't get another one? <laughs> like it was so rad. I was so stoked. Dude. Exactly. So that's like when I get to go on these fishing trips, like I like to shoot one or two fish and then I just grab the camera and just like look at all the life around me. Yeah. And just like it's fascinating. Whatever you never know what you're gonna see. Sometimes it's sharks, sometimes it's sea lions. Yeah, for sure. I love I love Whales, that. Rad. Dolphins. <laughs> how how can you uh or how do you bring awareness to like endangered species and stuff? Well, obviously I cannot be an expert on all yeah. species. There's a few that I've had like amazing experiences with, like sharks, dolphins, and turtles. And I've always been passionate about them. So these are the ones that I focus a little bit more my attention on. Um, it's mostly about like learning about them and like just like being curious about it and then sharing what I learned, especially on social media. I have a blog, I make little videos on my Instagram and, and on TikTok as well. And it's just about like sharing facts sometimes about, about sharks during Shark Week or like anytime and people are, are so curious especially sharks because they think oh shark in the water i'm gonna die i know it's so funny it's so funny and it's <laughs> funny too because my favorite thing is doing podcasts about like people that shark dive and stuff and they're always like oh they're so mm -hmm. like mellow like they're not here to get us and i'm like i'm scared of sharks not really but kind of sort of like they they freak me out but at the same i feel like it's different as a surfer because you can't see it exactly a hundred percent that is a hundred percent correct and when you're diving with them you can see them you're seeing what their personalities are doing which is super cool and uh, it's mm -hmm. a bit different for surfers for sure but it's 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 funny to talk to them about it you know because everybody shark week you know how it is like oh my gosh sharks are out to get us oh yeah it's like everything bad that could happen happens in shark week <laughs> so you were you were talking about um using certain types of products whether that be sunscreen or beauty products and stuff like that. How does that correlate back into the environment and using the correct products for the reefs? For example, like there is such a thing as reef safe sunscreen, mm -hmm. um, especially as people who spend a lot of time underwater. Uh, nowadays, it's about choosing products that don't have certain chemicals. So I know a few like um, raw elements, stream to sea, um, think sport, all good that have like the good ingredients that have been certified and basically like mineral sunscreen, zinc sunscreen or sports sunscreen that make your face all white. These are the ones that are good for the ocean. They're bad for the ocean? No, they're good for the ocean. Mineral oh, you want the ones that make your face white. So they are the ones that are made with zinc and sometimes they're tinted so they don't make your face white but usually it's because they don't have any additives or chemicals that make it watery yeah because the ones that um have the chemicals just destroy 
the environment, which sucks. But so my buddy, you can see it if you put your head in the water, it just spreads yeah. and looks oily yeah. in those, the water. Those are the bad ones. Those are the bad ones. So I have a buddy. Mm-hmm. I have a buddy on the West Coast here. His name's Owen Lysa. He started this company. It's called Radwax. Um, it's a it's a beeswax company. It's it's so he, all of his products are from beeswax. Um, he makes sunscreen, lip balm, mm-hmm. candles. It's the most amazing product ever. And um, I like the beeswax uh, wrap. So you can uh, instead of using Ziplocs or food wrap, certain wrap, you use beeswax and you just wrap your leftovers. Exactly, and and it's so cool because his stuff is just all natural. That's amazing. Everything's natural, and mm-hmm. I've never gotten sunburnt with it. And I always thought before, I'm always like, oh, I need the you know sport sunscreen with all the chemicals and stuff right and then i started Mm -hmm. i started using his sticks and i'm like oh my goodness dude i still haven't gotten burnt i used it all over the world (laughs) and i'm like wow this is this is really working what the heck so it just goes to show that we can create products right that are organic re-friendly and good oh definitely really good so this is a this is like a good one though uh, Rad Wax Factory on Instagram. This one's super cool. Check him out for sure. Um, Owen, he's just a local boy over here, and he started it because he truly believed in sustainability. He he reminds me just of you, actually. Very um, a <laughs> part of cleanups at the beaches and uh, utilizing the water bottle uh, that he has, his metal water bottle, which is super amazing. And he's just such a good dude and started such an amazing company. And I, he's doing so well with it, too, which is so good to see. But, um, and yeah, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. And you always want to support people that you know as well. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's so cool to be able to talk to you about this stuff too, because we don't think about that every day, right? We just go to Walmart and we buy whatever sunscreen we're on when we're on vacation. But if you just buy a little bit more expensive of a sunscreen, it's probably healthier. Not only it actually is healthier for your body, but Mm -hmm. way healthier for for the ocean too. Because also we don't think about that a lot, but even like the beauty products or the sunscreen that you use, the chemicals are absorbed through your skin. Yeah. It's the biggest organ that you have. Yeah. So it's not just about what you eat. It's also about what you put on your body that has an impact on your health. So it's not just for the environment. It's also for you. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you um, have a certain sunscreen or anything like that that you use? I really like the Bear Republic and the raw elements. They have the stick for your lips. They have uh, tinted ones as well, so they don't make you all white. They, so they have like different packaging, different options, um, and they're great. They don't they're, make my bathing suit dirty. Yeah. And I like these. Yeah. Nice. Well, do you have uh, any social media that we can get get you on and follow you? Check it out. Yes. So it's Gigerbazi on Instagram and TikTok. And I also have my website, GabrielaGervazzi.com, where I have my blog, I have my photography. And also last year, I made a photography book, and all the profits are going to ocean conservation. No way. So if you want a nice coffee table book, too. Wow. Yeah. And that's on your website? <laughs> that's on my website. Cool. And on my Instagram, you can find it, too. Um, and also tips about sustainability, sustainable swimwear, and just pretty pictures of diving and spearfishing. <laughs> That's amazing. So if people wanted to support you and <clears throat> what you're doing, they can go purchase that book as well and uh, give back. Exactly. Cool. And and give back to ocean conservation. Exactly. Exactly. Rad. Gabby, thank you so much for coming on. 
Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, uh, we will catch you next time. And I will for sure be checking out your website and following you on Instagram. You have an amazing life and uh, pretty crazy to think that you came from Canada to Florida and now you are where you are right now. And it's super (laughs) cool. So thanks, Gabby, for coming on. And thank you guys for listening in to today's podcast. And we will catch you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.